a real deal. I'll shoot your liver out and hand it to you. Just feels awesome. So uh, as we uh, take a couple seconds for people to get in here, how you doing, man? Where you at? I heard you're roasting like a like a peanut in an oven. Yeah, I mean, so this is the first time I said I would never play bar table again, but um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, it's been like four years, maybe five years since I played a bar table tournament. I believe it's got to be. I, you know, I I just don't like it, but I finally just. Um, I'm going to play and um, see what happens. Uh, you broke down and got into a bar table tournament. Yeah, but you know what? I, I, I oh, the mighty have fallen. I should be playing them anyway, but I'm just playing because um, there's nothing really else around, you know what I mean? Um, I don't really want to travel right now before the Vegas and the World uh, the world 10 ball when the US Open. Trying not to travel too much. I don't want to, you know, um, maybe get sick. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's uh, that is certainly something you gotta you gotta watch out for. Yeah, so I'm trying to um, play it safe a little bit, um, but I'm looking forward to playing. You know, I I took a break there for a while after the um, the World Championships I ended up. Stay- I was supposed to come home, and and I ended up staying in the UK for like two months. So I didn't really play any pool. I was just traveling about. I I, I needed a break really after opening the pool room and. Um, you know, kind of after the Moscone Cup and all that. And Moscone Cup takes a lot out of you, man, because you're so pumped up for it, and then everything after that is just like, meh. you know. It's um, hard to drink that much and celebrate for that long. It takes a while to sober up after that. <laughs> no, it's just um, so, I, you know, I, I did all that, and I just needed a break, really. So I took, like, two months, and I just completely forgot about pool, and I just spent time with my family and traveled about Scotland and, Traveled to England and then stayed in London for like a month um, and done a lot of things with my kids. So, um, you know, I thought I would play one tournament before I left the GB9 and I, I went there and I won. So, um, that yeah, I was, was going to say, it, it doesn't seem like you, uh, you lost much of a step. You went over there and beat up on poor old Darren in the finals. That was, you know what? It was really funny because. Um, I haven't played, obviously. I just didn't do anything. I was been spending time with the family. And then I went there, and my first match, I started off, I won 9-0, and I had, like, four or five breaking runs. And I was, I just, I had a weird feeling. I just felt like I was really good on the queue. And, um, you know, I, that gave me a lot of confidence, that did. So since I came back, I've been practicing at home and, um, I haven't really even, I haven't been to the pool room since I came back. I've been there one time, but I haven't like gone into work. Um, I've got people there. My mother-in-law was like, just concentrate on pool, forget the pool room. Um, you know, cause at the world championships and the world cup of pool and the world pool masters, I didn't really, I didn't really play too good cause I hadn't been practicing before I went. So, you know, I wasn't really expecting much, but that's that's up to me, you know, um, to put the, the time in and do whatever. But I needed to do what I had to do in my business to try and get it up and running, you know. Um, so now it's good. I can go back to kind of traveling a little bit and 
playing tournaments and just, you know, concentrating on pool. Yeah. So uh, I know when I was, uh, when I came to visit you up and check out your pool room, by the way, if you guys are in the Connecticut or even the New England area, you have got to get over to that pool room. Your pool room, I don't even, whatever, I don't care about your tables. I don't care about your atmosphere. I don't care about your your drinks. I don't care about anything. You got to get yourself some of that ramen. (laughs) That ramen you guys make there is so good. The, the food's good, you know. A lot of people go crazy for the Korean food, so the pool That's room's been good. I, so good. I just, um, I just cleared out the back room the other day, and I'm just about to take the floor up and put a new floor down, and then I'm putting a, three dart boards in there, and I'm starting the darts league as well. So, and I'm getting another three cushion table. So it's looking good, and um, you know, at the summertime, every pool room's not as busy, you know, because it's summertime. Um, Late at night, it gets busy. During the day, it's just, you know, it's just your usual ball bangers or your your regular customers um, that come in. So, it, like I said, it's good, but I can concentrate on what I'm supposed to do, play pool and win. Um, and that's something I wasn't doing previous to the last tournaments um, that I played. So, now I'm, I, I kind of... I kind of feel better that I don't have to be at the pool room 24-7. Yeah. Your Moscone Cup shadow is uh, already talking smack about you in the uh, the comments. Who's this? Mr. Mr. Jimbo. What's he saying? He's saying the only reason you won the GB9 is because he wasn't there. That's true. He would have probably gave me a better game than... Uh... <laughs> nah, I'm only joking. It, I was going to say. <laughs> To be honest with you, I played really good. I only lost the the, the match to Darren. I lost 11-6. That was the most that games that someone won from me. I won like 9-0, 9-2, 9-4. I was cruising. I was playing real good, breaking good. It was, I think, that break that I needed just away from not playing at all. Because, like I said, I wasn't playing when I was at home. Plus, I was working. So, I was kind of like, it was stressing me out. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I, so I guess jumping into uh, the uh, official part of the interview, uh, you said that you don't like uh, the bar tables, but you kind of grew up on them a little bit, right? Because you, you grew up kind of playing English eight ball, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's different, though. It, you know, that that bar table is just – if the if the bar table's right and it's set up properly, some of the pockets on the bar tables are terrible how big they are. But I played on seven foot, and the pockets are three and a half inches with round pocket on them, and – you know, if you just miss a little bit, like I'm talking fractions, it won't go in. So to sit there and watch someone that can't run four balls on a nine-foot table run two or three racks on a seven-foot, I know you're holding your hand up. That's probably you, yeah? I feel <laughs> No, yeah, you know, it, it just, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's, painful to, it's painful to watch. Um, so I try and just avoid it um, and not do it. But... Like I said, I, I'm trying to just get back to playing a lot of tournaments. I've got, what, Vegas coming up, play two tournaments there, then play the U.S. Open, and then go to Texas after that uh, for the Omega event. I think they're having, like, 10 ball or something and mixed doubles tournament. Yeah, 50,000 uh, so, added. Yeah, I'm going there. And then after that, the, the International Open, um, they got Full two tournaments enough. there. Full slate coming I'm, up. Yeah, and I'm trying to squeeze a money match in there as well. Ooh. Ooh, what are we looking at? 
Uh, well, we're hoping to get the end of September. Um, so I don't know, but I need to um, I need to wait and see. I need to talk to a couple of people first. Um, see what, what's going on. <laughs> we're not going to get a big announcement today, are we? Well, I hope it's you and Justin. I I, I want to see that match. I think everybody no, wants to it's see that. De- match. It's, de- it's definitely not that match. I, I'll play Justin for sure. That's that's not. Listen, I'll play anybody. I'm not I'm not bothered about who I play. Um, I've played Shane twice, so that tells you like I'm not bothered to play. And you anybody. bet your own the second time, right? You bet a lot of your own. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't matter to me. I'll play anybody. I know if I'm taking Shane's the best money player, right? Supposedly, or at Dennis's now, right? Yeah. Um, but Shane was the best handball player, probably still is. It was break. Um, but I've I've played him twice, raced a hundred, and he's beat me by like seven games one time. Um, and then like eight eight games eight games the next time or something like that. So there's nothing in it. All it comes down to is a couple of breaks, you know. Um, the second time you played him, uh, you went. You were you were down big. I want maybe sixty six forty seven going into day three. And I'm telling you what, if that was a race to 120, I think you'd have won that because you yeah. you ended up only losing that match by like seven games. I want to say, and you were. I mean, you were winning six games to his one at the end of the that game that match. The last, the last twice I played him on the second day, I've beaten twice. I played him um, the first time. I played him in New Jersey. He was beating me fifty three. Uh, no, sorry, 50-33. He was beating me by 17 games. And I came back the second day and I was up like 80-something, I believe. 83, 82, something like, something like that. I can't remember, but I played unbelievable. Um, and like I said, it came down to the end where he wasn't really breaking good and I was all over him. And then maybe it comes down to one dry break and then he runs like two or three from nowhere after like, you know, not even being in the game, just chasing all the time. Um, you know, but his break just it happens though, but once I'm breaking good, I, you know, I make balls, plenty balls too. A lot of players make plenty balls. Tyler breaks real good. You Tyler know, breaks Oscar really good. Oscar breaks good. Um, you know, there's a lot of players that break good at ten ball. But obviously with Shane it's just a little bit more consistent. Um He's so so used to it. That's what that's what that's like his trademark ten ball break. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's ask you the question because you are. Uh, I mean, I guess if I really think back, I can't think of any Europeans that widely gambled uh, and were looking to gamble as part of their their career, right? And I, I before you, I mean, maybe you can think of somebody that I I can of, but I think you were kind of the first European that really widespread gambled. And now we're starting to see, you know, Fedor come, uh, Fedor come over and play a lot. Uh, Joshua Filler's playing, uh, getting into the ring every now and then and playing. And from what I've heard, we might be getting to see Alvin Ocean jump in the box for some gambling. Do you think that you started a trend? you think um, that this is going to be the future of European pool? Probably. I, listen, I came over here in 2013 and I, I, I played, um, you know, I went straight to Steinway and I played Earl on a 5x10. I've played on a 5x10 in my life. Played Earl on a 5x10 and Steinway packed for 2,000 races to 15 or something like that, and I beat them two sets easy. Like, you know, and I was only, I was young back then, you know, like, what, I'm 32 right now, like 26 or something like that. 25? I don't even know. My head's just, um, but, you know, I, I played, I played Alcano for money, I played Boosty for money, I played them all in Steinway, you know, and 
obviously now it's different, no, because everybody just travels to the States. There's way more tournaments. Um, but I believe that's the best way to get better is to gamble. You know, even if you lose, you learn. Um, obviously, it's not nice to lose because obviously you've got staked and you're betting money yourself or whatever it may be. Um, but you definitely learn from it. So uh, I, I guess looking at the European crop of players that are coming out right now, we see, you know, the younger ones are at least seem to be a little bit more open to gambling. Is there anybody that you see coming out of Europe right now that you would like to see maybe match up with somebody from the U.S.? Um, not really. I don't know. I'm looking to play some money games myself, to be honest. <laughs> um, so, you know what? So who do you want out of Europe? Who would you like to see I, out of Europe? I, I, I'm thinking about doing something soon where um, I'll offer five players and I'll play a match every month. 20K a match. Five players that I want to play. And I'll pick them in the order I want to play them. I said uh, we did a podcast on Monday, and I said I wanted to see you and Elvin play. I think that that right now is my personally my dream matchup. I think that would be an awesome match to watch. I love your guys' styles. You're you're a little bit different, but uh, you kind of have the same demeanor at the table. You're fearless. You, you know, I, I just for the for my money, I want to see you two play. I think that'd be a fantastic matchup. I'd love to see it. I want to play pretty easy in ten ball, but nine ball I think is the dream matchup. I want to play. I want to play Bergman, Skyler, Dennis, because I I already supposed to play Skyler, but then Carlo played them because I I was gone, and I I I did I couldn't agree to do it. I I I was gone. Um, I was going to play Skyler that that match. Um. So, well, you guys did play a, like a, a little – after you and Shane played, right? You played a race of 30, and I, I want to say you won 30-27, but you were up – I mean, it was it was a wider margin than three games. I mean, I think you were up pretty big, right? Yeah, of course. But that was only um, for a couple I was, thousand. Right? I was – yeah, it wasn't that much. Um, but you know what? I, I, I want to play like five people, and I want to play it, like have a match every month. Um, I think it will be good for full. I think oh, absolutely. a lot – a lot of good matches to look forward to, and um, obviously. You trying to run this out of US US one? No, I'll go other places to play. I don't care. I'll travel. I'm not scared to travel. Like other people are scared to go other places. You know what I mean? They don't want to go to certain places. They want to stay in certain spots, or they want to play at a spot where they've you know they've played a few times, and you know you you want to play somewhere that's neutral. Um, so I don't really care anyway. I'll go play them. Um, but I definitely want to do it. I think it will be good. And there'll be matches all the time. And people want to see these matches. So what's the point in ducking them? You know what I mean? Nobody's trying to duck them anyway. It's just about trying to get them sorted. I was trying to get Bergman to come to my pool room. Um, and my friend Mario, he, he was talking to him and told him, we'll pay your flight, pay everything. And Bergman was telling them he can't get staked enough to come to my pool room and play. So... Um, wow. That's you know. a bummer. Yeah, so I'm going to have to go play him somewhere else. Well, uh, how about Wisconsin? Um, anywhere. You know what? Let me <laughs> I just don't. I Let want to watch it. <laughs> I, 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 I'm definitely ready to start playing another few matches. I, 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 wanted, I wanted to play one, uh, Skyler, before. Um, not, not Skyler, Dennis. I got a phone call to play Dennis, and we're going to play before the International Open, which is towards the end of September. But I know that um, 
Omega Mike Scottish tournament towards the end of uh, September. That'd be, I mean, that'd be amazing to watch you and uh, Dennis play tumble. I assume it had to be tumble. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be a. And listen, they're playing each other. They're playing each other for all this money, and they're racking. Both of them are racking for each other uh, for themselves, and they're playing nine on the spot, and they're they're making the wing ball like so easy. You know what I mean? I want like to say there was like seven total dry breaks or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, mate. I'm not playing anybody like that. The only way I'll play any one of them nine ball, play any of them nine ball, were the nine on the spot with the rack, were ref racking, racking the balls and breaking inside the box. The same rules as the International Open. The exact wing same ball rules. John. Worst wing ball, John, when you need them. No, I'm telling you, that's the be- <laughs> that is the best break you can get. There's, I'm telling you, that's the best break. One, by 100%, it's the best break. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the days for the Euro Tour, right? I mean, almost completely. What? That uh, international rules. It's like, like that's that's the same breaking rules as the, the Euro Tour, right? No, the Euro Tour is anywhere behind the line. I'm talking about you got like a box like this big. Oh, you, know you want to break for the box too. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, same rules at the International Open. It's the best break. You can't control what's going on. You you can't control it. It's interesting you, that you, you would want that because you you have a I mean you have a pretty strong break as far as the tour goes. I mean you you're certainly not like a dentist where like you you're a break away from being the greatest player ever. I mean your break is pretty good. Yeah, my break's up there. The, you know yeah. I, I don't I don't worry about that. You know listen, all I want to do is just you know rock up there and play good and hopefully play better than my opponent and then leave and. I've got plenty of money, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that. that's all I'm looking to do is rock up and play better than my opponent and, and take stop, uh, stop and grab some Starbucks for the wife on the way home and some dinner. and <laughs> You know, listen, I'm, I, I feel like now, I, like I said, I played a little bit and feel like I'm playing good again. Um, you know, and I, I love when there's a run of tournaments and I'm putting the time in and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I always, always play good. Um. You know, I think when I was gone and I was away at the World Championships, I was trying to find that little spark. I was working out, but I hadn't been working out. I hadn't been doing anything. So I was going to the gym. I was trying to, like, pump myself up. But I just couldn't find it. I was playing good in little patches. Um, and I just couldn't find my A game. I, I just uh, – so I went away and took a break and had to think about what I had to do. And um obviously won the GB9 and that gave me a little bit of confidence. So now I'm kind of trying to feed off that and just get back into my own routine of being home. So, so take us through a thought process of where you think you're seeing your, uh, your career right now. Cause I guess if you look at what's going on in your life outside of this, and of course, you know, part of being a professional is managing your life, but I mean, you've had, you've had child, you've had a child, you've now opened up a business and all the while you're trying to, you know, balance, married life with the, with children to a, you know, a business owner and how do you manage all of that? And where do you think that puts your career at right now? Obviously my career is, I'm, I'm in my prime. I'm 32. This is where it's at. You know, the next, the next six, seven years, this is where it's at. This is where I make my bread and butter, you know, and, um, I need to just like, you know, power ahead and do what I was doing before and just stay in that zone and, you know, just that, the problem is with me is I get too sidetracked when I go to events, you know, like hanging out, having fun and stuff like that. But I need to get my head back in the game and stay away from that and 
do my own thing, just rock up there, play my match, and I'm out of there. Um, you know, and I used to do that all the time. I used to just rock up with my misses, play my matches, leave, go do what I had to do, and come back, clear mind, play my match, and go again. And I, you know, I was doing real well. And then, like I said, when I go away and I'm bold, I'm staying out later and maybe going for a drink and whatever. So I need to, I need to cut all that stuff out. Um, so. I know what I have to do, and I'm kind of like focused on that. And like I said, I've been working out and um, practicing and doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So I feel I feel kind of feel kind of like I'll be ready by the end of this month for the World Time Ball. Um, looking forward to playing. Yeah, I can verify that. I got a I got a selfie this morning with you sitting on a treadmill, all sweaty. He's working hmm. out. He's taking care of himself. <laughs> no, That's like. I was in London, man. I must, I must have gained twenty pounds when I was in London for like a month and a half. I was just eating it. I was going to all these different restaurants, Instagram restaurants, just eating good and you know having all that fun. Fish and chips. <laughs> Try, trying to take my. I only ate it like one time since I've been there. Um, I was eating all sorts of stuff, but like I said, I was having fun trying to take my mind off everything. You know, trying to forget about everything back home, like my business, everything like that. Um, so it kind of worked. Um, so now I'm back, and now I don't really have to do anything because it's, you know, it's doing it itself now. Yep. So uh, I, I know you've already kind of given us your schedule coming up, but, uh, you know, take us through, I guess, where you're going in the in the upcoming months and which one are you looking forward to the most? I'm looking forward to the U.S. Open. You know, that I'd love to win the U.S. Open again. The U.S. Open is my favorite tournament. When I, when I went to the very first US Open, I was only 16. I used to have a qualifier in Scotland, and I, I won it a few times and got all trip paid and everything, and I went there, and I used to do well when I was younger. I think first time I played there, I finished like 17 through 25. Um, I played all sorts of players. It was, it was fun, man, and I had my dad with me as well. And I always said when I first seen that tournament, the way it was set up, it was at the old convention center. Um, that place was just unbelievable and I always like just they had like players meeting where they had their green jackets on and it was just it was it was nice it was just weird and uh, I, I thought I'd love to win this tournament one day the setup it was awesome I stayed and watched the final that year I went John Schmidt won it um, I think that was 2007 I yeah, want to say and, yeah and when I seen him like he plays great obviously you know what I mean he's a fantastic player but when I seen him play and I was only that young and I was like, man, if that guy can win it, you know what I mean? I can win it. I, that's what, I, you know, and that tournament, I always went there and I always had a feeling that I could win it. And if you look at my record back in that tournament, I finished fourth, third, fifth, you know, um, I was always right there for like four or five years in a row from like 2013. Um, my record in the US Open has been great. Um, and then obviously the last one, I lost to Filler. Um, and then and that was was that fifth, sixth, or was that? Uh, or no, that was the first round in the final sixteen, right? That you you played him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got twelve through sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was kind of it was it was mad. But if you look at my draws in the big tournaments, they've been crazy. Look at my draw in the World Championships last sixty four. You know what I mean? I'm on one table and I'm playing Shane on the TV table and the next table, Darren's playing filler. 
Um, yeah. You know, and then you've got, you know, a lot of players around you that you, you would like to draw. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and you're watching players and they're missing balls all over the place and you're sitting in there and you can't get a shot. Um, so, you just um, crazy, you know, is some of the draws you can get. It's all down to a nice draw and playing well and getting a little bit of luck. There's a lot of players like... So, if you're, if you're playing well, you'll get some rolls and you'll go on a roll for a while. It happens to a lot of different players, you know what I mean? Every player has their spells. Um, you know, Fedor's going through it. Fellow is going through it. Um, there's a lot of players that go through that little spell. So, it's, it's how about you can just, like, how composed you can keep going through all that when you're losing or you're not doing well, how, how to try and fix it, how to, you know put the grind in and go to the gym and practice like crazy and try and figure out a way to win. Yep. So the U.S. Open, uh, of course, you you haven't been announced for the Moscone Cup, but, I mean, this is comp- complete speculation, but you got to think your spot's pretty safe coming off as being the MVP. So I, I guess the MVP, you've been chasing that for a little while. Is that is that the one of the most... Well, I, I got to assume the U.S. Open probably win was your number one achievement. But where, where did that stack up in the pantheon of your achievements in the game? Listen, the Moscone Cup's like the best thing ever. You're like, how can you not like the Moscone Cup? It's like the best event ever. Get to talk shit to the other team and basically <laughs> try and get, get in their heads and ruin them for a week um, and then beat them to death on the table. So what's not to like about that? And then you've got 2,500 people screaming in your ear at the same time. So Moscone Cup's like amazing to play and obviously it'd be great to play in it again. But that's not up to me, mate. Um, obviously, I'd love to play. I feel like I'm a big asset to the team. I feel like I can like really drive the team and you know, get them up for it. I feel like last year I really showed that. I was going to say, am I wrong in saying uh, you were 7-1 and one last year? Yeah, but I feel like last year I really showed that I'm a team player, you know. Um, you know, I think I deserve to be part of the team. But like I said, it's not up to me. I need to just do what I need to do and try and perform a little bit and um, hopefully that take care of itself. But I need to just focus on what, what we're talking about and trying to, like, get my foot down and, you know, start winning um, regularly again because... Like I said, the next five, six, seven years, this is where it's at, you know. I'm in my prime. I'm 32. This is where it's at. I need to take advantage of it now and try and just plod along and do what I need to do. So the first Moscone Cup that I had ever gone to was in London uh, three years ago when when, uh, the U.S. won uh, the first of their their back-to-back. And I think... My my impression of you there was you were kind of playing the role maybe that Joshua was playing right now, the kind of like fired up, let's be really loud, let's have a lot of fun, let's get the crowd involved, and you know let's maybe maybe it's mental games like you said you're trying to like you said wreck your opponent, um, yeah. and now the role that I see you play is more it's almost like the Neil's kind of role where you're you're keeping everybody in the moment, you're keeping everybody focused, you're keeping everybody calm, you're keeping everybody you know ready to go and ready for the action. Is is that a change that you've seen in your game there, or and, and, yeah. and if it was, was that a conscious change? No, I think in lockdown, I think when we spent a lot of time online with Alex Lilly, Alex really like kind of changed me. And like, it's weird because when I when I practice, I do a lot of different things when I practice. But when he's like telling you stuff to do to practice, it's stuff that you wouldn't really practice a lot because it's kind of boring, you know. 
the stuff that you'd be like after a couple of shots you'd be like right i'm done break them up let me break you know so um yeah it's just that they are just doing that for long time long periods of time per day just lagging balls and playing safe and not really shooting at balls for any amount of time just playing safe all the time so i feel like that doing that and kind of having all the group sessions and talking to them while I was there and doing a lot of things. I learned a lot of things. Um, so I feel like when I went there, I was like anything that came in front of me, I felt like I could like tackle it, you know, even on the table, I felt like I was coming up with some weird safety shots or touchy shots where I had to do something slowly or, you know, or come with a big shot. I felt like I was really prepared. And um, in the back room, in the practice room, never left so much in my life. That's probably the best week I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure the full team agree because we just we played darts, we played we played ping pong more than we played anything. It was just uh, it was awesome. It, it was uh, it was great. Obviously, it'd have been great if there was fans there, but it wasn't, and we had to do what we had to do. But obviously, there's going to be fans in London, so hopefully, it will be packed out and. It'll be the atmosphere that it, it needs to be, you know, because the fans were definitely missed. I'll do my absolute best in London this year to uh, scream as loud as I can and try to get you <laughs> to miss balls. And if I <laughs> and if I get you to miss any balls, I mean, I'm I'm gonna have to hold it over you for a while. Listen, when when we when we miss, it's not because of you. It's we miss because we're like, <laughs> it, it's weird. It's not even like you're nervous because you miss. You just miss because you want to win so bad. You know what I mean? It's just weird. It's just a different. You have to be out there to feel it. Even when you're sitting in the crowd, it's crazy. I did it a couple of years, and I went there before I got in the Moscone Cup, and just in the even when you're in the in with the fans, it's crazy. You know, it's just uh, a different atmosphere. You can't. Yeah, you can. You can see it on TV, but it is the TV does not do it justice. It is ten times louder than it is on TV. Moscone Cup's unbelievable, especially at the Ali Pali. The Ali Pali's nuts. You, when you're in the oh, back yeah. practicing, all you can feel is the floor, like, rumbling. It's nuts. Um, but, yeah, like, like I said, I just do what I have to do. If I, you know, if I get picked, I get picked. And we'll see what happens. Seems like you have to be. If you had – so, uh, I guess let's, uh, let's, let's ask you the question with you and Albin being the number one – because Albin's already made the team. He's the world champion. Yeah. So, he's already yeah. on the team. Yeah, congrats to him. Yep, and uh, let's let's say that you're a, a shoe in as well. Who do you want for your other three players? Well, if you look at the team Europe, I think it's what two rankings and three wild cards. I think you've got. If you're looking at it, I think me, Filler, and Albin should be in. Um, you know, I think those are the three main guys for Europe, like the rock and the teams. I think without us three, I don't think it'd be. You know, obviously not saying those great players, but I think with us three in it, that's like a solid. Those three are just. You know, um, so I, I really don't know. And then four, you know, even the team from last year would be a lock again. That's a great team from last year. It's probably one of the best teams I've played in. Solid, you know, everybody eager to learn something. Um, Fedor and Catchy, young, and obviously me and Alvin a little bit older. And Joshua still young, but you know, he's Joshua. Joshua, he's, he knows everything. <laughs> um, so, you know, that dude is a special talent. It's kind yeah, of gross. Just, 
I was like that when I was growing, you know, when that before I had every like all this stuff, kids and all that. I was the same. I was just, you know, fearless, want to play pool non-stop. That was that's all I cared about. You know what I mean? Not that I don't care about pool all the time, but you have priorities, so it's still a little bit different. Um, I always thought that Joshua Filler was like a, a German version of you. Your games were just so similar. Yeah, that it is. It's, 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 it is. If we play, it's fifty-fifty. You know what I mean? Any of the top guys play, it's fifty-fifty. It just it's on that what happens in the game. If you get we'll to the conditions you, of the change. You get, and... If you get if you get chances and you miss, you don't deserve to win. But obviously, if you both play great and it often comes down to one or two breaks, or or sometimes 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 you don't even get a shot in the last game. You know. Um, so so let me so let me ask you this question: If you had so you're playing against. Um, well, it doesn't matter who you're playing against. Aliens are coming, and they're going to say we're going to blow up the earth if you can't beat our two best alien players in Scotch doubles. And he looks at you, and you're you're the representative, and you got to pick your partner. Who's your who are you picking for a partner to protect the earth from alien invaders? Albin. Albin. Yeah. Wow. Why is that? Because we play good together in doubles, man. I think he's a perfect partner. You don't really have to say much. You know what he's going to do. You know, I know how he, he breaks plays. the ball like, so strong. He's one of the under, know, most underrated breakers in the world. I know he's. I know he's game. I can just the way he plays. You know. Um, so for me, him, he, he plays solid and doubles. He's a great doubles player. Okay. So okay. So the next question: uh, If you, so let's say, uh, let's say someone's got you held hostage and the only way that you can get released is if one person from any era can take one shot and if they make it you're released if they miss it you have to stay a hostage for the rest of your life who's taking your shot chris Mellon. i I had a feeling it would be chris that dude's mechanics are pretty good although i'll tell you what that three ball is probably still haunting him yeah probably yeah but he's uh, he's, he he didn't deserve to win that match anyway because the guy missed the 10 straight in before it yeah, Omar missed the, the straight in yeah. nine ball, yeah. It's straight in the ten nine ball. So it mm-hmm. is what it is, you know. Uh, maybe it was meant to be. The pool, yeah, I mean, the, pool the pool gods were against them. Yeah, I mean it's it's weird how like uh little small things like in the pantheon of pool, I mean it's like a tiny thing. Uh Chris him Omar missing that nine ball and then Chris missing the three ball back. But when you look at a lot of people's like careers and the people who are the best and the greatest, often a lot of the times they'll have a situation like that. And that was kind of like their spark that turned them into, you know, they gave them the confidence to be able to compete in the biggest moments. And I, I guess I, I think that could be that for like Omar. Cause Omar was, he was, he was kind of knocking at the door of not being an elite player, but like kind of being that second, you know, towards the top of that second tier of professional players. And, that could be like a stepping stone to really get him into that, you know, that top, top tier of players. It's yet to be seen. We don't know. He's had a decent uh, run in a couple tournaments since, but uh, did you ever have a moment like that, that kind of got you to your career where, uh, you know, you were the, you know, probably the best player in the world for at least a couple of years. And, and if you weren't the best, you were certainly top three for several years. The problem, the problem is now that it's set up, the, the game's set up where everybody's got a chance to win. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, it's not like you rock up and like the best players are there at the end all the time. Now it's like you, 
you know, you you rock up and you're playing with the, with the break, with the one on the spot. It's tough. It's tough, you know. You're playing in matches and you're playing with guys that, you know, they, they don't break too good, but the ones on the spot, so they kind of break and they've got the one wing ball going in and they kind of get a chance. Um, you know, I'm not saying they shouldn't get a chance, but if you can't really break good, then, you know what I mean, you practice a little bit more. Um, but it's, it's tough, man, because there's so many, like I said, there's so many good players now that it's, it's hard with the way it's set up, like, to consistently keep winning, you know. Um, so it's tough, like, the matchroom events are tough to play in now. Like, there's a lot of good, a lot of people that play good. Um, do you think that's just a rules thing, or do you think that there's just a significantly larger amount of talent coming through right now? No, there's definitely the talent. You know, I'm just the talents. What I'm saying is, there's a lot of talent, so they're getting opportunities, opportunities to to you know keep breaking and running up. Um, you know, it's everybody's making balls. It's just about getting a shot after the break. You know, there's a lot of matches um, that I watched where people were, you know, coming back well in matches and that, and then they were up like eight seven and they would lose, and the guy just breaks and runs the last game. Um, you know, gets an easy layup after the break. So, yeah, you know, um, it is what it is. You just got to try and, you know, practice and get the breakdown and do what you have to do and try and win. You know, try and not focus on any of that shit. But it's just, it's hard when you're sitting there on your plane. Um, you know, and you know the guy might run four or five games on you. Um, yeah. you know, so it's tough. So uh, you're sitting in a car and you're uh, you're looking to get yourself some uh, into the pool room and get practicing up for this tournament this weekend. So uh, we'll get you out of here on uh, two more questions. Well, first one's more of a statement. Not every player can do it on their own. Of course, they need people behind them, backing them, sponsoring them, and uh, getting them to these events, giving them equipment, stuff like that. Why don't you take a couple seconds to talk about uh, your sponsors that have helped you in your career to this moment? Yeah, my sponsors um just want to thank them. Um, you know, my Hughes sponsor, Perry Hughes, I've been with them like three or four years now. So, um, you know, they've done a lot for me. They, they still do a lot for me. They're a great company. And, um, you know, I'm thankful for them, my biggest sponsors. And uh, obviously, Rasson, Rasson, they're, they're like, their tables are unbelievable since they came in the game. They've changed so much, and I think their tables have become um you know one of the toughest toughest tables to play on um so obviously one of my biggest sponsors as well so thanks to them and kamui kamui tips um they provide me with gloves and tips and you know they look after me as well so thanks to them and ultimate team gear shout out to them they make all my shots and uh charles does a lot of stuff for me so um, yeah thanks to thanks to all those guys so then, uh, well, Jim wants to know who you think Team USA should be. So if you want to answer that one. Team USA, should, Team USA should be Chris Robinson, Billy, Skyler, Shane, and Jeremy Saucy. Wow. No Tyler or uh, Justin Bergman. Nah, I think, uh, I think Tyler, I, I don't think Justin Bergman will get in. Can't see it. Not played any tournaments for a few years. 
Yeah, he doesn't travel. So I think I think the team will be Shane, Skyler, Billy. I think they gotta pick Jeremy Saucy. He's been playing good. I think yeah. they should pick him, I think he'd do well. So I then, think he'd do good. And then I think they should pick Tyler. I think Tyler should get in. I don't see why he shouldn't get in. Tyler, Jeremy, Skyler, Billy, and Shane. That's a good team. Jeremy plays really good. Yeah, he does. Really good. Um, so I don't see why he should. He's, before all this, like back in a few years ago, Jeremy was going to the tournaments to try and qualify for the Moscone Cup, and he was doing well in them as well. Um, so, you know, like I said, I, I, I think it's Skyler, Billy, and Shane, those three, and then Jeremy and Tyler, or obviously Chris. I don't know. One of those Any of so uh, let's let's say they bring that team. How worried? How worried are you? None. Not worried anymore. <laughs> Not worried anymore. I'll never lose to them again. Europe's pretty strong. Never ever again. Yes. And Jim Telfer says a uh, good team. Eleven for Europe. <laughs> oh, they're good. Uh, I'm in the... So uh, now. So what? No, Go ahead. They can't. They're not going to win. They're going to get smashed again. <laughs> so we'll get you out of here on this question. Who do you think? So if you had to create a, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Mount Rushmore of, uh, it's kind of like basically who do you think are the yeah. four greatest pool players of all time? Who are the four best players to ever play the game? So Efren and Earl in the middle. Efren Those and two Earl in the middle. middle. And then... Um, Rodney Morris. Rodney Morris. All right, yeah. He's Rodney got a US Mo- Open. Put Rodney Morris on the end. Like he can be the gangster on the end, right? And then you've <laughs> got the two the two Dons in the middle. And then um, on the other side, you could put... Um, oh, you got to say Willie Moscone, right? Hey, you you certainly could. It doesn't have to. Yeah. It's certainly I'll not no, yeah, I, I would say that. I would say Willie Moscone, Efren, Earl, and the last one. It's got to be another old player, isn't it? How about Jose Perica? Jose Perica was a great player for a lot of years. Yeah. How about Rodolfo Lua? <laughs> he was brilliant, too. <laughs> he was a good Filipino player. I, I, uh, I have Alex in my fourth spot, I think, just because he's so talented at every single game. Dennis. Dennis would be another one that's just, you know, you can throw him on at any game at any time and, and you're always going to be the dog, it seems like. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think, um, yeah, definitely Earl and Efren in the middle. Do yeah. you think uh, by the end of your career, do you think that you could make an argument to have you on there? You think you're on that pace? Yeah. Right in the middle with, you're gonna, you just got to put yourself right in between Earl and Efren? Well, you put, that one, you, put, you, put that one, you put that one up and then in like 10 years when we're all in our 40s and 45, then you can change the faces and put another phone that would be like Shane, me, Philip, <laughs> Albin, <Yeah. laughs> Fedor at the back like this. Eklanti's <laughs> uh, in the corner with his shirt off just staring at everyone. With two chicks like this as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, that's good Jim, stuff. 
Jim Telfer should be in there, yeah. Jim he is he's the he's the mascot. No, he should be up there sweeping it, make sure that it's nice and clean. After they Pretty put the four people on Rushmore, he should be one of the guys that clean it, make sure it's nice and clean. <laughs> uh, yeah, Fortune so I'm playing. I'm, I'm playing this bar table tournament starts tomorrow. Are they 128 players? Um, I think the Calcutta the last time was like 33,000, I believe. That's pretty so, good. Not yeah, too I'll, bad. Take, I'll take some of that. Yeah, right. <laughs> take it back yeah. to uh, take it back to Connecticut with you. Yeah, and then go to Vegas and blow it. <laughs> and that uh, man. I'm well, um, I, I'm going to Vegas. I, I can't, I'm looking forward to going to Vegas. I get there at the end of the month, man, and I'm staying at the Pams. Um, I'm staying there. I've got like this big apartment. It's sick, like a private gym, private gym and a swimming pool and all that. So wow. Well, don't uh, don't lose all that money. I'll I'll be out in Vegas with you, and you can uh, save some I'm money not, for us to drink I, on. I don't gamble, mate, and I'm not drinking either. Quit. Well, Quit fine then. We can. We can drink some milk and protein shakes after our uh, after our workouts. The only time I'm drinking now is after um, if I get picked in the Scotia Cup and when we drill USA. That's the only after party. That's the only time I'm drinking now. I hate drinking, man. It's horrible. I hate the feeling. It's just it's horrible. You end up just <laughs> ill. I I can't handle it anymore. I used to. I think because I used to party so hard when I was younger that. Now, when I party and I, I, and I have a good time, the next few days, it's horrible. So I, I, I'd rather not do it. Yep. I'd rather not do it. One night's enough, or should I say two nights previous Moscone was enough. I drank enough well, there to, to last for the next Moscone Cup. <laughs> well, I'll be, uh, I'll be looking forward to that VIP after party. There's, there's, nothing, there's nothing more fun than partying at Tally Pally. That, uh, yeah. that, that room is set up perfect. The Ali Pally, hopefully, will be bouncing again. Um, you know, hopefully, I get in. But I'm gonna play my best pool coming up, so I'll be ready. I'll, I'll be ready to rock when these tournaments come around, and I'll be um, I'll be on form. Trust me. Well, I'll be seeing you. I guess uh, in Vegas in a couple of weeks, and uh, I wish you the best of luck in the tournament this weekend and uh, your events coming up and. Hopefully we'll get to see you in Vegas, or uh, I guess in London too, and you'll be being nice to Shane this time. You won't be picking on him. But I'm going to pick on them all. I'm going to get in their head and ruin them. <laughs> well, that seems that seems rough, but uh, I suppose it's, it's you got to do what you got to do, right? It's a fight, isn't it? It's a dog fight. It's a yeah. dog fight. That's all it is, you know. And obviously on the table we play. We don't say anything. We just wait until we win and we celebrate, right? Well, I would say the the most the 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 little press conference in the beginning the 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 most savage line I think I've ever heard in my entire life to this date was uh, Emily asking Albin what uh, is lacking on Team USA, and his response of a world champion is like, "Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's savage. That, is, I, that was terrible." Yeah, that is true. You know, but you know they've got a lot of great players. So. Just unfortunate that we play better, so it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to the crunch, I think we're better players just because how we're brought up and how we we train. Um, I think in the US it's different, so they go a lot of gambling. You know, play a lot of different games, so they're not really focused too much on certain things. And I think 
going away, traveling abroad. It's not really an American thing, you know what I mean? They just recently started going in the last couple of years. Before that, it was very little. It used to be Johnny and Rodney and all those guys. But other than that, a lot of players didn't travel for a few years to the big tournaments. But now they travel. Billy, Skyler, Tyler. Um, so it's different. Well, I appreciate you joining. Yep, I appreciate you joining us. And uh, hopefully everybody out there enjoyed this uh, conversation. And until next time, hopefully you you do well in your tournaments coming up. And see you soon. Okay, man. I'll see you later. Take it easy, bud. Take care, everyone. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening. If you've liked what you've heard and you want to contribute to the future content that will be made, consider joining the podcast's Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash queue it up. Becoming a Patreon of the podcast will help to create all of the future content that the podcast will have. Special shout out to Dave Peters, Aaron Taylor, Pete Silsby, Morgan Lupton, Ben Young, Robert Miller, Andy Morse, and Bill Pelham for your generous contributions to the podcast's Patreon. If you ever need any more information on what the Patreon system is or how you can contribute outside of the Patreon, please reach out to the podcast or Nate himself. If you would like to contribute to the podcast for free, consider sharing any podcasts or the podcast page on Facebook itself. Also, leaving a review and a rating if you listen through iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with another episode of the Cue It Up podcast.